Hello, Cryptonauts. Today is July 3rd, 2020. And on today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to go over the top 10 stats of the day, as well as your crypto news of the day. With that said, I am your host, Blockchain John. Cryptonauts, as a friendly reminder, there is a Discord channel available for cryptocurrency chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. Make sure you join. As well as if you are interested in collaborating with me on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that same Discord app or through the Anchor app. Just leave me a message and we'll set something up. With that said, let's go ahead and get started with your CoinGecko Top 10 Stats of the Day. Starting off with Bitcoin set on the net $9,244.68, down 0.2%. And in second place, we have Ethereum settling at $236.18, down 0.2%. And third place, we have USDT Tether settling at $0.99, down 0.1%. And in fourth place, we have XRP Ripple settling at $0.18, down 0.3%. And in 5th place we have Bitcoin Cash, settling at $236.78, down 0.2%. And in 6th place we have Bitcoin SV, settling at $183.75, down 0.8%. And in 7th place we have ADA, Cardano, settling at $0.10, down 0.4%. And in 8th place we have Litecoin, settling at $43.41, down 0.2%. And in ninth place, we have CRO, Crypto.com coin, settling at $0.13, up by 2%. No, correction, up by 0.2%. And in tenth place, we have EOS, settling at $2.54, down by 2.2%. With that said, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10. Crypto by market cap of the day. And your overall market cap is at $271.8 billion, up by 1.4%. With that said, let's go ahead and get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, let's go ahead and get started with the crypto news of the day. Starting off with... Shizhen Chain proposes blockchain-based solutions for China's almighty chop. In late June, Chinese internet giant Tencent's gaming division sued spice maker Lao Zhan Ma for an unpaid bill of nearly $1 million. In response, the courts quickly froze Lao Zhan Ma's corporate bank account to preserve liquidity for a settlement. Confused, Lao Gan Ma executive said that they had never entered into such a contract. In turn, Tencent produced a copy of the contract with Lao Gan Ma's company's chop. The presence of the scrap stamp means that someone at the highest level had approved the contract. But it was all a ruse. The seal, a fake. The contract, a scam. Quickly, police in Ji Yang. Lao Gan Ma's corporate hometown announced they had arrested three suspects 
who please say they just want to get a digital code Tencent gives as a gift to making new marketing clients. But scams involving fake companies, chops, or rogue actors inside companies absconding with them are common in China. Can blockchain provide a solution? What is a company chop? In China, company chops are effectively mandatory for doing business and replacing signatures used in Western countries. While companies in the West would designate officers who have signing authority and revoke said authority if a person leaves the company or comes under legal scrutiny, in China, whoever controls the chop has the power. The scandal surrounding control over mining companies Bitmain partially involves control of the chop. Often a firm's legal representative has possession of the chop, and with it, broad sweeping powers and the case of Bitmain's contentions comes from whether McCree Zen or Jian Wu have rights to this coveted possession and possessions of the chop. What the heck? What is this all even? How did Bitmain even tie into all this? Whatever. Next news. Argentina's currency joins Lebanese Libra in slumps to Satoshi's parody. Hmm. Argentina is the latest country to see its smallest currency denomination hit partially with a Satoshi, the smallest unit of Bitcoin. Centavo, in circulation since 1854, is now worth approximately one Satoshi, bringing into stark relief Argentina's worst currency crisis ever, and it's had a few. Argentina has defaulted on its debt in a, cur- in a record nine times, claiming that every fiat currency in history has failed. Argentinian redditor one more, one more Juan brought the centavos plight to the world's attention. Only yesterday, Decrypt reported that the Lebanese lira, known formerly as Lebanese pound, was now equal to Bitcoin's smallest denomination. Limits one currency conversion, regulations, fees, and taxes making use, make using the official rate of Argentine peso to the dollar inaccessible. Instead, an unofficial rate, the blue dollar, has sprung up. Currently, the unofficial rate is 119 ARS Argentine peso to the dollar. But the calculations, the real price of Bitcoin is around 1 million. 50,000 ARS as opposed to around 650,000 ARS at official rate. And this is the rate shown on local bitcoins. So 0.01 ARS, one centavo is approximately one satoshi. Wow, that's crazy. Next news. DAP volume hits $12 billion as Ethereum dominates. Transaction volumes for decentralized applications hits $12 billion in Q2 of 2020 a $4.5 billion increase from Q1 to the same year. That's according to the latest figures from DAT Radar, which also shows Ethereum's sustained dominance in the space. Ethereum DAPs account for 82% of that $12 billion figure, with the majority of the value coming from the use of decentralized finance apps. Unsurprisingly, the much-talked-about Compound is the most valued, valuable DAP by transaction volume, with $1.2 billion having passed through the lending protocol alone. Next news. Ethereum first choice for EU blockchain startup says report. Ethereum is the blockchain of choice for the majority of European startups 
and corporations involved in a rapidly growing blockchain industry. Yet the region is severely lagging behind the U.S. in terms of funding, according to the latest report by Leadblock Partners, a London and Paris-based venture capital fund. Blockchain protocols now have three dom dominant players, with Ethereum, Hyperledger, and Corda accounting for around 65% of the protocols used by the enterprise blockchain startup, the report noted. These protocols are also favored by corporates, which are increasingly bringing blockchains into production. Okay, next news. Cardano partners with Coinbase to allow users to store and stake ADA. Cardano developer IOHK has partnered with Coinbase Custody, a cold storage provider administered by the popular exchange, according to an announcement today. The arrangements will enable Cardano users to store and stake the blockchain's cryptocurrency ADA while keeping their assets securely stored in cold wallets. Cardano's announcement explains, It will launch sometime this autumn after staking rewards on Cardano's Shelly mainnet becomes available. This week, IOHK's announced the rollout of Shelly, the latest upgrade to Cardano's blockchain which brings decentralized decentralization and scalability to the platform. With Cardano, we believe we can create a revolutionary solution which will be off which will be able to offer access to finance and other investments to swathes of populations who have previously been shut out of the system, IOHK CEO Charles Hoskinson said in a statement. Okay, next news. Bank of Japan explores prospects of a digital yen. On July 2nd, the Bank of Japan published a report in which the institution considers the pros and cons of creating a digital version of Japan's currency, the yen. In a document titled, Technical Challenges of CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, as the cash equivalent, the BOJ cited universal access and resilience as the primary technical issues that needs to be solved in order for the system to work. Universal access and resilience. In order for the central bank digital currencies, CBDC, to have a cash equivalent function, it is necessary to ask, can it be safely used everywhere and at the same time? Thus, is it necessary to establish a safe and secure payment method and consider whether it is technically possible to have these two properties universal access and resilience, the report said. Another, among other things, universal access implies that everyone should be able to use the CBDCs, including children, elderly, and people who do not own smartphones. For the latter, the BOJ considers developing various specialized terminals. Hmm, interesting. These terminals, as well as the whole network, should also be protected against the power of connection outages, allowing users to make transactions even in the offline mode. Functionality is necessary in the event of a system or communication failure. For example, for many payment terminals that could be installed in stores, etc., equipment such as self-powered generators are required for use in the event of a power outage during, national, during natural disasters in Japan. Whether there is a lot of risk, there is a strong need for strong payment methods, the document explained. Awesome. I like how they, they're thinking really, like they're thinking forward, they're forward thinking. Next news, how to keep your Bitcoin safe and secure. Keeping your Bitcoin safe might seem like a simple task, but as a myriad of thief, phishing attacks, and exchange hacks prove, it's easier said than done. The majority of Bitcoin holders use one of four main types of cryptocurrency wallets, hardware, software, metal, 
and exchange wallets. Some are better than others for keeping your Bitcoin safe, but there are many ways to maximize your security regardless of which option you choose. When it comes to keeping your Bitcoin private, key secured, hardware wallets are widely considered to be the safest option. Hardware wallets are physical security vaults that aren't designed to protect your Bitcoins and other cryptocurrencies from a range of possible attacks, while also ensuring you can access and spend your cryptocurrencies with relative ease. Next news, Tron's logo joins the growing list of crypto emojis on Twitter. Okay, I think we've already talked about this. Just a couple days after Binance, Justin Sun unveiled Tron's own branded hashtag emoji on Twitter, making his company the fourth crypto-related project to get one. Branded emojis are paid service on Twitter. While the exact price is unclear, the block's director of research, Larry Creekmack, Creek Recently, recently claimed that the firm committed more than $50,000 in Twitter ads spend may be eligible for an emoji. Brands such as PepsiCo and Anheuser-Busch have reportedly paid as much as $1 million for their own emojis. Unlike regular emojis, branded ones cannot be used on their own, only attached to a corresponding hashtag and Tron brought, bought a whole bunch of them. Apart from the unsurprisingly Hashtag Tron, hashtag TRX, Tron's new logo now shows up next to more specific hashtags, such as hashtag Tron Conference, hashtag Tron Anniversary, and hashtag Tron Great Voyage. Tron 4.0's Great Voyage. Two of those three emojis clearly refer to the upcoming Tron 4.0 launch event, a conference dubbed Great Voyage that is scheduled to take place on July 7th, and it's turned the anniversary hashtag will likely be used for some future events since Tron's mainnet launched on May 31st, and that date has already passed. The emoji may very well refer to August 29th when Tron Virtual Machine went live. Next news, NYDIG's $190 million Bitcoin fund makes it one of the biggest crypto players. The New York Digital Investments Group DYDIG is on track to becoming one of the biggest institutional hoarders of Bitcoin in the U.S. according to the SEC filing disclosed June 30th. The group recently raised $190 million for a Bitcoin fund. Over the past three years, NYDIG has dabbled in various Bitcoin-based funds. One of its first, founded in 2018, was a pooled investment fund dubbed the Institutional Digital Asset Fund. While the fund didn't initially disclose its constituents' assets, it managed to raise a notable $31 million. The fund was subsequently rebranded to the NYDIG Institutional Bitcoin Fund LP. The very same NYDIG just raised $190 million for. Wow, that's crazy. Next news. UK's High Court denies Maduro's claim to Venezuela's Venezuelan gold. Venezuela's de facto leader Nicolas Maduro has been denied his request for over $1 billion in Venezuelan gold stored at the Bank of England. Much to the likely chagrin of Maduro, the UK High Court unequivocally recognized opposition leader Juan Guido's as president according to the BBC, throwing Maduro's legal action out of court as a consequence. What? 
Oh, hold on, we gotta read some more of this. The gold in question had been held back by the BOE following US and UK sanctions on Maduro's controversial administration. Why is Maduro trying to claim the gold? In May, Maduro initiated legal proceedings to claim to lay claim to the gold, insisting it would be spent on the country's battle against coronavirus. However, Maduro's plans were hindered by his political rival and leader of the opposition, Juan Guaido, Guaido, who proclaimed himself acting president of Venezuela last year. Pleading with the UK government to rescind Maduro's request, Guaido claimed that the gold would be used for corrupt ends. Turning to the high courts, the BOE asked for official ruling of which leader the UK recognized as the official Venezuelan president. In the end, the court sided with Guaido. Nevertheless, Maduro's lawyers planned to appeal the decision. Venezuelan's leadership struggles began in 2018 when Maduro was elected for a second term despite opposition parties boycotting the event. Applying the country's constitution, Guaido's stepped up, declaring himself interim president. To date, 50 countries, now including the UK, have recognized Guido's leadership, with the notable exception of Russia and China. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Next news. Oh, that's unfortunate. This is actually our last news. How a Bitcoin dev hub is building a future for free software. It took Christopher Allen, one of the forefathers of the modern cryptographic protocols, longer than you might think to discover Bitcoin. A co-author of the OpenSSL-TLS protocol for encrypting and sending data over the web, first developed in the late 1990s, the crypto pioneer didn't, come, didn't become involved in Bitcoin until 2014. Having been familiar with the concept of digital cash and even trying to crack the problem himself way back when, Alan made Bitcoin the focus of his work soon after discovering it. The cryptographer was one of the first employees at Blockstream, a leading Bitcoin tech firm co-founded by OG cypherpunk Adam Back, before he went on to establish his own Bitcoin development hub. The blockchain commons and it's called was founded as a not-for-profit organization to bolster free and open source development for blockchain projects principally those related to Bitcoin. Alan acts as its executive director and principal architect. Now Alan has taken his decades of experience to initiate a new class of developers into the realm of free and open source software, EPOSS. Usually the Commons accepts one of the interim each summer, but this year it's taken on seven after receiving 20 or so applications. According to Alan, the surge in interest, while unexpected, is an optimistic sign for the future of FOSS development, an area of software curation that can often be neglected for lack of funding. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, Cryptonauts. That was actually pretty good news. With that said, I will catch you all on the next one. Adios.